There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Crofto Bashman MD, Hackmaster, and Andy Brant Bernard. Alex is not here. Catherine's not here. Typical. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Typical. Fraternal podcast. Podcast. This is a fraternal podcast. This is a good. Kristen's not no, going to be on the second hour. Yeah. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this with the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant tommy do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue you mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. At... Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey, this is Brian Zepp. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. This was written by Tim Lammers, wasn't it? Yes. That's what I heard anyway. What did I write now? This music that's playing in the background. Timmy Lammers. Oh, that esoteric. Yes, it's quite esoteric. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Very esoteric. It's called Nitro by Golden J. Golden J, baby. What's going on, Timmy? Well, I don't know if you covered this on the show yesterday or on the KQ Morning Show, but I am waiting with bated breath for the interview coming up. The big interview today, which is Alec Baldwin interviewing 
Woody Allen. Mm. Oh, that's what I heard. And it's isn't it on some other weird ass site too? I don't know, but you know what? I, honest to God, the first thing I thought of Tom when I heard about or when I read about that, there there was a, a drop from KQ that popped into my mind right away, where Triumph the Insult Comic Dog says it's like poop telling vomit it stinks exactly that's exact it's like poop telling vomit it stinks alec baldwin interviewing woody allen man i I mean a bunch of pigs well it's just the whole i mean i think alec baldwin is actually worse i i don't think woody allen ever enjoyed doing publicity for any of his films in fact um my late mentor bill carlson uh, when he would interview Woody Allen, he would have to sign a disclosure or like an NDA. What? what oh, is it? God. He, he, he would have to agree not to ask about certain things. Because I would imagine at that time, I mean, how long has the Soon Yi thing been going on? That's been a long, long time. 20 years so, at least. Yeah, yeah. And, and we lost Bill in 2008. But, you know, I mean, it, Woody, he, you know, he's. A weird guy let's just face it and and so you know they had to sign some sort of agreement not to ask about certain things and so he doesn't like publicity it's the guy that the guy that can't get out of his own way in this instance i think is alec baldwin and the reason woody allen probably agreed was it's like you know what misery loves company man you know yeah true it's it's like both these guys are so much in the doghouse whose spy site is that on andy would you look and see on what Whose site is it where Alec Baldwin's interviewing Woody Allen? Because there's some other creep that's involved in it, too. Oh, oh, really? What, uh, Weinstein? Is Weinstein producing it? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that at all. Producing from the jailhouse. It's on Instagram Live. But there's somebody else that's hosting it or something, or, or is it hosting attached it. to it or something? I don't know. Something. By the way, before you continue, Bill Carlson. Uh, he was a very reserved guy. You know, He didn't have much to say, I know, that once in a while, but... As a joke on the show, I made a comment, and he would never talk to me again. What was that? He had he had a, like an eye lift done later on in life, mm-hmm. and then it was they reported it in the newspaper or somebody reported it anyway. And as a joke, I said, "God, it looks worse." And he oh. thought I was serious and never talked to me again. Thank <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, you know what? I wish I would have known about that because I would have assured him, Tom, that, uh, y- you know, you were joking. Yeah. He, I, I do recall, I mean, we, your name had come up in conversation between me and him, and he was telling me how much he loved your voice. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, I, yeah. Wish I, do, I wish I would have talked to him more because I, I just, you know, I heard he was all pissed off at me, so I just never talked to him again, which is unfortunate. Yeah, you know, no, Bill was such of a great guy. And, uh, you know, a lot of things that people don't know about Bill. I mean, first of all, you know, he really was a huge supporter of, of the veterans in the military. Yep. He was actually yep. in the Army. Um, big, um, you know, him and his wife, Nancy, his uh, lovely wife, who is still with us, thankfully, and a, a very good friend of ours, um, you know, big into animal animal advocacy and animal rights. So, yeah, such a great guy. And the other thing... This dude could swear like a drunken sailor off the Ooh, air. Bill? I was, yeah, and Phenomenal. I and, and funny. Oh my God, one of the funniest guys you ever would have known. So yeah, I I miss him daily. Uh, he really, I I mean, I watched in amazement at, at the guy uh, watching him interview people, and really, that's kind of where I picked up my interviewing skill. I mean, I really owe so much my career to the guy. Really, I do. So, That's yeah, wonderful. it's unfortunate that uh, that joke was misinterpreted. <laughs> well, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, there are so many people that. I, well, matter of fact, when they were going to get married, Nancy was talking about using the name uh, Nancy Nelson Carlson, and I said, "Why don't you just go the whole route, the whole Scandinavian route? Be Nancy Nelson Carlson Svenskarnestog. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> be a little more, be a little more Scandinavian. Why don't you?" Yeah, yeah. No, so. really nice people. I, I, I hadn't seen him in years. I haven't seen him, uh, you know, obviously. I cannot believe the bill has been dead for 14 years. Yeah, Jesus. I know. Too, too young, man. He was uh, 73. Oh, God. Uh, he had uh, prostate cancer. Oh, God. And uh, it just got the worst of him eventually. But, you know, 73, man. 
that's that's young. It's that too young. Very man. very young. I mean, when you consider that guys like McCartney are still. 80. Jamming on stage at yeah. age eighty. Well, enough of this. When I'm sixty-four, crap. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, you know, Diana Ross, seventy-eight, and you know, Mike Evans said, just change the subject just a little bit. Mike Evans said something really interesting on the KQ Morning Show yesterday, just pointing out people like McCartney, and and Diana Ross, and the Stones, and all mm-hmm. these people that the quote unquote because people like to make fun of us boomers like. I tell you what, man, the, the boomers are the ones delivering the entertainment right yep. now. Yeah, you're right. You got, you got the uh, Top Gun Maverick deal, uh, Elvis. I mean, yeah, it stars a young fella, but it's about a boomer icon. Um, I just screened Minions, The Rise of Gru last oh, night. Oh, God, that ought to be something. You got to take your grandkids to a Tom. Oh, they love just it. Got to go. This weekend, it, Patty and I saw it. Spectacular. But the, the interesting thing I thought of during the, the during the film was that all of the roles uh, were voiced by people 50, 60, 70, pop, possibly 80. I don't know how old Alan Arkin is, but you had Julie Andrews voicing a role, Alan Arkin, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Lucy Lawless, Dolph Lundgren, Danny Trejo, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and, and of course, Steve Carell. Uh, I don't know how old Taraji P. Henson is, so maybe we got a younger person there. And yeah, Russell maybe. Brand, Russell Brand is probably in his forties, but still, think about that. It's yep. all these great yep. actors that have been around for a long, long time, getting the work. And you know, and it's it's funny because these movies are supposed to draw in the younger crowds, right? Yeah. Well, it's it's the old folks that are delivering it to them. And I'm among them, old folks. I'm not making fun of them. No, no, no. I'm I, understand. Saying, I understand. I'm just saying, you know, don't don't be discounting no quote unquote boomers and making fun of us, because you know what? They're still kicking ass. Well, Alan Arkin isn't even a boomer. He's greatest generation. He's 88. Is he really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah Have sense. you ever talked to Alan Arkin? Yeah, a long, long time ago. Great guy. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a great such guy. Such a great guy. Yep. There, there was. Uh, um, I talked to him the first time. Oh, my God. It was in the 90s. And then just a couple of years ago, he did uh, a movie with um, Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine called Going in Style. It was Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually talked with him and and Margaret. And just the funniest guy in the world, man. (laughs) Oh, he's very funny. So sharp and so talented. And he was terrific in this voice. You know, it wasn't just a throwaway voice role. He was a main character. And it's just like, you know, it just goes to show you a great actor, whether he's voicing a role or he's appearing on screen. But my God, Andy, I didn't know he was 88. He's actually silent generation. Silent? The giant generation everyone always forgets exists. Really? Going back to Woody Allen, he's 86. So what's the point of that interview? Uh, you know what? It's 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 like a Johnny Depp sort of thing, Ralph. I think it's one of these things where they are so desperate to clear their name. Absolutely. That they're going to slog through yeah. a swamp and a sewer of a six-week trial, have all the most awful things said about them in the hopes that the jury will say, well, we don't think you did it. So he wants to clear his name. So it's like Woody Allen... It, that to me, that's what this says. He wants to clear his name, and again, it's really a great opportunity to do that because Alec Baldwin is in deeper crap than he is. You know, I mean, he's he's still oh, yeah. to me got a murder charge hanging. Whether it be uh, obviously a mur- maybe a manslaughter charge, you know, possibly hanging over his head involuntary. So you know, he's in a pretty good position. You know, Alec Baldwin isn't going to do anything controversial, obviously. Well, you know, it's an industry person in interviewing an industry person. Yeah, yep. One of the things I really hate now that the uh, uh, the Hollywood trades are doing, uh, I think it's Variety. They have a series around award season where it's actors on actors. So you have two actors, you know, basically fawning over each other. Yeah, yep. Because, you know, even if... You know, very few of them exist. There's not going to be any. They're not going to allow some hard-hitting 
you know, reporter asks some serious questions, they're going to have this crap and pass it off as news. So, yeah, that's that's basically the situation there. And a very long answer, Ralph. But, you know, I think it's just he, it's an opportunity for him to come off looking good because I'm sure Alec Baldwin's not going to hold his feet to the fire. So it's a bit like uh, poop trying to convince the world no. that vomit doesn't smell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like poop telling vomit it stinks. The greatest. Mm-hmm. It is magnificent. I tell you what, though, you just popped it in my head, and I'm not going to get out. I'm going to have to watch it one of these days now because you mentioned uh, Alan Arkin. i got to watch The In-Laws again. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Now, I'm getting, was it Peter Falk and Alan? Peter Falk. Oh, God, is he good in that movie. You know, I, I, I almost got it mixed up because Michael Douglas, and it was a good remake. Uh, Michael Douglas and Albert Brooks remade the film. And, uh, you know, it obviously doesn't care, compare to the original. But the funny story with that one was um, I couldn't get Brooks or uh, Douglas. So they offered me this relatively unknown actor named Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> stiff. Total stiff. Which is, you know, I would love to find because that one's on that one's on cassette tape somewhere, man. Yeah. That's how old that one is. I'd love to find that because, boy, Ryan Reynolds star is through That's, the roof and through oh the God, heavens. Yeah. I mean, my God. Yeah. But, uh, God, I'm trying to remember the last time if I've ever seen that original. Oh, my. Have you, have you seen it, Ralph? Oh, oh, a long time. Of course, a long time ago. Andy, yeah. have you ever seen The In-Laws? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. I think so, yeah. Is that the Serpentine one? Serpentine shell. That's it. Oh, well, then, yes. Long, again, a long time. That's At least like 20 cool. years. God, is a great movie. But it's one so more thing funny. I want to tell you about um, Minions, Tom, mm-hmm. and 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 I'll, I'll be reviewing it, of course, on KQ on Thursday. I heard you yesterday talking about the box office and how you really just don't like movies now. Yeah, I don't. Because there's some like sort the of message in every single this one of them. Somebody's got to sneak something in. Yep. <clears throat> Minions is 100 percent agenda and message free thank god i can't wait to see it well maverick was too and that's why everyone loved it right probably absolutely i mean aside from you know go america but that's pretty fine that's pretty uh inoffensive to most people i would say well and just like the headline that i gave you a couple weeks ago (laughs) chinese uh doesn't want to show the film because it's it is too (laughs) (laughs) pro-american that's hilarious I mean, how, how insane is that? How insane is that? Yeah, so if they would have kowtowed, which there was no freaking way Tom Cruise was going to do that, um, you know, yeah, then I then I could see there would be room for criticism because that sort of thing is so obvious now, you know, when, 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 when we are kissing ass. It's so obvious to moviegoers. Yep. And they would have ripped it, and but it wasn't. It was overwhelmingly positive. You know, pride in our country. What the hell is wrong with that? And I'm glad somebody like, you know, obviously Tom Cruise has the clout to get that done. Very few guys do now. Mm-hmm. Very this is few. true. God, you just reminded me of one of my favorite things in life. I had an old friend many, many years ago. I, was, I literally was, I think, 18, maybe 17, 18 years old, something like that. A little older than that, probably, 18, 19. And this friend of mine got a new car. So he wanted to take me for a drive. You're going to go down downtown and drive it around downtown. And he's, he's a black man in America today. Very handsome young guy, right? And we're sitting at a light. And he had this attitude about him, which I just loved. He had this kind of like I'm a cool breeze kind of attitude, right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. We're sitting at the light, and there's an Asian woman that's looking at him. Because like I say, he's a very handsome guy, right? And she's kind of looking at him from the corner. He, he looks out the window. He looks at her, and he goes, what you looking at, Chinese woman? <laughs> oh, do we know that she's Chinese, do we? Okay, whatever you say. Oh, God, it was it was just wonderful. But, you know, just one of those situations with just a very handsome guy, so a lot of women stared at him, you know? Yeah, no kidding. I think that's fine. So you didn't, see, you didn't see Elvis then yet? I, am, I held off because it just reminded me too much for the first week of, I was sitting with my mother when when it was announced that Elvis died, and she started weeping like you know a little girl. She bawled her eyes out, and that that bothered me quite a bit. That she loved Elvis. That well, he was a poor kid made good, and she loved that story. She well, loved you know, the Elvis story. 
And then it's interesting, Tom, last week uh, when you were having some technical issues before you got on the air, uh, when I was reviewing Elvis, Brian Zepp said that his father took his mother to Vegas to see Elvis Mm -hmm. at the casino there. And she he got so close that she got to touch his scarf and was in heaven. And I thought, God, that's cool. Both you and 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 Zepp's. Yep. Uh, mom, you know, having the affinity. I think all of our moms probably did. Oh, yeah, I'm you sure know, that's he true. Was, he was such an extraordinary performer. I, I think what I really love about the film was just the way it, Baz Luhrmann is such of an inventive director. Um, the way he tells the story, it's far from your standard biopic. It's such of a visual spectacle. And it all makes sense, you know. It's not just this crazy crap that he's, you know, trying too hard to be creative. He's just finding a very innov- innovative way of packing a lot of information on the screen. Because yeah. yep. this is a two-hour and 39-minute movie, and I told you last week, that's not enough time. I wish there was more time. Really? To Oh, God, yeah. And, and Baz says he has a four-hour version you know, look, if you're not going to put that out, at least put out the scene where Elvis meet, met Nixon at the White House. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, God, yes. That was He cut that he had a one. gun that on him at sure. the White House. He was wearing a gun. I don't know how the hell he ever got away with that. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. Oh, uh, no. I'm sure back then it was easier, especially if you're plus, Elvis. Plus, you know what he wanted? And what? And I because I read up on this stuff after. What he wanted and what Nixon gave him was, uh, it, it, isn't, it wasn't the DEA then, but he wanted a badge for the people that were busting people for, for drugs. drugs for drugs yeah yeah exactly and he, right. because huh. he collected he collected badges and the other weird thing the king wrote him a six-page letter i don't know he must have been on a plane or something yeah it was because it was like american Airlines stationery. oh okay he wrote a handwritten six-page letter to to um nixon you know, I don't know if that was like in, you know, saying invite me to the White House or whatever. Come but on, apparently man. it's part of the, the, the National Archives. Really? This letter, as is a letter that Nixon sent to Elvis after his visit. So it, there's a lot of interesting things about that visit. And in fact, there is a movie made starring Michael Shannon as Elvis called Elvis and Nixon or Elvis. Oh, yeah, Nixon. I remember that. I never saw yeah. it, but I remember that movie. And I think... John Lastman told me this. Uh, last mental. Last mental, because he saw the he saw it last week and he loved it. Um, I think that Kevin Spacey played Nixon. I think you're right. I think you're right and about that. Would you watch him again? Yeah, it was. Would you watch him again if he came back? Probably not. What a creep. Well, didn't he just do uh, something else? Yeah, he like, did again. I think so. Yeah. Basically, the same thing, as far as I'm aware. Uh, because he yes. got in trouble like what, five men. years ago for yes. uh, going after an underage boy and a 16 year old. I think. Now he's being t- uh, accused of sexual harassment by a bunch of other guys now. Yep. So, yes, they cast him for this movie. Well, oh, Elvis no, 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 was no, a while no, no. ago. Was, Elvis, Elvis was a long time ago. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I thought it was this movie you're speaking of. Yeah, if, if, if he were to come back. Oh, this is interesting. The trailer's rolling on Elvis and Nixon. It's got a lot of great people in it. Um, what's his name? Who uh, was just in the offer? Colin Hanks is in it. Oh, Colin Hanks oh. in it? Really? Yeah, Kevin Spacey is Nixon. Michael Shannon. Uh, Johnny Knoxville. Interesting cast. Johnny wow. Knoxville. That's interesting. Yeah, Ooh, yeah that weird. is a weird That's a weird deal. Uh, you know, he could have been one of Elvis's, uh, one of the Memphis, Memphis Mafia. That's, That's what true. his name is, Sonny. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> it was a yeah, yeah. Uh, NARC badge, by the way. Bureau, okay. Bureau of Narcotics. The NARC badge. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah the, the person that plays uh, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis in the movie, was just cast as Fade in the second uh, Dune movie. Huh. Oh, Are you yeah. even going to see it? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. The first one didn't really do it for you. The first one. It just seemed to. Uh, the music didn't. Did, it, I, I don't want to get into it, but the music didn't do much for me. It was just sort of like droned on and on and on, worse than The Ring from, by Wagner. 
the I guess I'd go see it, but it's interesting that they cast him, him coming off this entertainment kind of a character, sort of like casting Sting in the original movie as Fade. So it'll, it'll be, and he, he's got a good look for it. Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good thing. Well, good, good guy, casting. I, I'm telling you, he is an Elvis clone. He he actually looks like him. Oh, sounds he does. Like him, the voice is just like Elvis's. The singing voice he does. Now they don't delineate. Okay, which Elvis songs he did or didn't sing, um, but there is raw footage of him performing one of Elvis's early hits, and it's it's Elvis. He sounds like Elvis. So he did actually perform some of the music. He didn't perform all of it, but I mean this guy. You know, he knows piano. He plays guitar. I mean, you got it. You really need to know all these sorts of things now if you're going to be playing any sort of famous person in a biopic, mm-hmm. because people are going to be. You know how fanboys they freak out over details in superhero movies, mm-hmm. and I'm a fanboy to an extent, <laughs> not to that extent, but I, I I love superhero stuff. But you know, that's that's what the internet does. You know, it's a feeding frenzy if somebody didn't do something exactly right. So they got to cast people who are exactly right and uh, on the flip side if he would have screwed up they would have eaten him alive so baz lerman knew what he was doing he knew that this guy that he cast had to get it right and mm-hmm. boy does he get it right he he's going down the same path as uh rami malik i think he's going to be at least nominated oh for yeah for this. Yeah, yeah probably true now i have to ask a question because ralph is here dr basham yes. is here and andy's here tim you're here there's been a lot of talk lately, not really all over television or anything like that, that Elvis talked to Jesse Guerin all the time. That's the twin brother of his that died in the womb. And apparently it's quite common for single twins, you know, twins born and one died. I guess it's very common for the twin to talk to their other twin all the time. I didn't. Did you know that? No. No. Not really. I mean, it makes makes complete sense. I mean, I know I've heard of things, and you know who might have a better handle on this stuff is Dave Schrader. Yeah, you know, that's especially true. Especially yeah, when, when we're talking about um, people who have passed on. But, you know, certainly you've read over the years, I'm sure, of twins having this sort of connection. Right, where, right. Where if something terrible happens to another one, even though they could be states away, they can there's some sort of sense that they have they can feel it yep there is a uh, picture of elvis kissing jesse garen on the cheek in the womb there's actually an actual picture of it there's a there's a, what is that what would that be an, an x-ray x must have been an x-ray because ultrasound i don't think was around i don't yeah. think it was must have been an x-ray wow huh. well huh. you know there was an interesting film and i don't know if you ever saw it tom i remember reviewing it i'm looking it up because ray liotta Oh, I love Ray. Produced it and starred in it, but it was a what if sort of thing if Elvis's twin would have lived. Right, that's what this was all about. Yeah, that's what this show was all about. And what if all these other twins had lived? Because a lot of them, almost all of them, claim that they can talk to their to their dead twin. It's interesting. Oh, wow. It's, it was called the. I got to find it. It was a very interesting movie, a very interesting what if tale. But. You know, no, I, I, I don't doubt it. I mean, you know, there's, there is, I think it's pretty much, pretty well proven that there is sort of some sort of connections that, yeah, it's unexplainable between twins that they can feel one another's feelings or something weird. And a lot of times too, there'll be a lot of coincidences where one gets pregnant and the other one's pregnant too. <laughs> you know, yeah. that sort of thing. You know. So maternal twins share the same amniotic sac, right? Uh, identical twins, yeah. Identical yeah. twins, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. It's interesting. I wonder if there's like some sort of chimerism thing going on there. Yeah, maybe. Where, you know, maybe. It's almost like DID, but you know, because you got the other twins' brain cells in your brain or something like that. Yeah, or you have the gen- well, sorry, whatever. And the genetic it's, code it's, is identical, the, 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 but yeah. There's something that there's some connection when you're in the womb together. There is some connection, fraternal or maternal, twins. That's that's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, People talk well, about that all the time. Twins are connected so, uh, so intimately, um, mm-hmm. you know, after they're born. Here's the movie. It's from 2014. So, Tommy, that's eight years ago that I reviewed it on the show. Yeah. That kind of shows. I've been around almost 10 years, Tom. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. Let's wrap it up. Uh, 
It's called the identical. Yeah, 2014. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the, 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 the one liner is twin brothers are unknowingly separated of birth. One becomes an iconic rock and roll star while the other struggles to balance his love for music and pleasing his father. Ooh. And, and, and it's obviously Elvis. I mean, it, 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 yeah. it's not Elvis. Drexel. In the movie. So it's, you know, Elvis Drexel, <laughs> Drexel Hemsley. Yeah. It's, yeah, it so. is not Drexel Hemsley. Yeah. Elvis Presley, Drexel Hemsley. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Whatever. All right. I get but, it. Uh, yeah, you know, obviously they allude to to, to uh, is it Jesse? Is that his twin? His yeah. Twin? Yeah, Jesse yeah. Garen. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That they uh, Elvis Aaron and Jesse in the Garin. film. Yeah, I mean, and that's the sort of thing. I mean, look how interesting just that fact alone is of yeah. his life. Yep. And then you have this extraordinary life and career that he had, and you're trying to cover as much of it as you can. That's again why. You know, both my wife and I are sitting at the end thinking, my God, where did that time go? Yep. That two hour and 40 minute runtime. So, again, at, at the very least, Tom, you know, hopefully it'll be on video probably about six weeks. But I tell you what, seeing this in the theater and having that theater sound with his music. Oh, that's true. That, yep. Yeah, that that was really, really cool. So it's just a matter of really finding the time now to get back to see it, because I'm sure there's just much more. Uh, that I missed that, you know, I'll catch mm-hmm. the second time around. Mm-hmm. But one one other thing, and they're not just saying it to say it, but all of Elvis's uh, living relatives, I mean, his daughter, you know, Lisa Marie, the granddaughter, Priscilla, they're all just coming out and saying this is this is absolutely the way it the way it was. Did she take you over know, the so, marriage title now for the world? I don't know. Because Lisa oh, Marie's oh, been married oh, like 45 <laughs> times. So, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about Priscilla. No, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa Marie, she's been married about 55 times, man. She's married she to everybody. She's been married one, two, three, four times. That's all? I thought it was about eight. Yeah, no, she's been married four times. She was married to Michael Jackson. It's kind of like a Doug Sprinthal of women. And Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And Nicholas Cage, that's right. Well, she was married to the latest guy for 15 years. So really? I guess Ooh. that one, uh, Michael Lockwood. He's a guitarist and producer. Are they, are they divorced now? They divorced last year. So <laughs> she can't stay with somebody. Get ready right for number five. Keo is the guy that uh, uh, Riley Keo is right. an up and coming actor. I think she was actually in Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah. I think she was in that, but she's she's kind of been like the face of the third generation, right? Lisa Marie is the second and now right. she so right. so it's mo- mainly the people that are talking most about it that that are getting the headlines are Priscilla, Lisa, and Riley. Uh, but you know there are younger granddaughters still. You know the the Presley lineage is going on. But again, Lisa Marie found out. Man, she actually tried singing at one point, and that didn't go too well. No, she was not a singer. That is true. So you know it was kind of a lightning in a bottle situation, and. Uh, yeah, what a tough act to follow, man. Especially since we lost him so young. I mean, 42. My God. You know that I still have listeners come up to me and go, why the hell did you ever play that Elvis bit? Because every time I hear his name now, I think of that him singing, peanut butter and a nana sandwich going to get me through the night. <laughs> well, that's one thing that that's one road that Baz did not go down. He didn't have the deep-fried peanut butter, pickle, jelly, whatever Good. sandwich. Glad to hear there a little banana, man. There was none of that. Um, but this is, I don't know, man. I'm, I almost feel like I'm telling you too much. But it is so, there are times when the real Elvis is on camera and the and butler, and I couldn't tell if really? it was real or not. Yeah. Man. At the, at, at the end, there's a scene, and I, I thought, after the picture, I said to my wife, was that? Elvis or was that Butler? And she said, well, it was Elvis because it's of a famous clip. Um, and, and then I verified that clip online on YouTube. It was indeed, he does use his famous performance of a song mm-hmm. in the film. Um, so yeah, that's how real and convincing because it's like, well, that could be him heavily made up, you know, uh, of Elvis in his later years. We have Tire Carver on the phone. Do you wanna... Your Carver. Tire Carver. Right. We should probably take a break and come back with Tire Carver and Tim uh, Lammers. Do you have today. time, Tire? Sure. Okay. okay. We'll take a couple-minute break. We'll be right back with Tire Carver and Tim Lammers. And a peanut butter and a nana. 
Dan Chesky's here from Dan Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. Bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to say happy birthday to Charlie in Albuquerque. It's his birthday today. So, Charlie, happy birthday, Pally. Great listener to the KQ Morning Show for a long, long time. and listen to this podcast every day, from what I understand, so we appreciate it. Charlie, happy birthday, pal. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Elvis Presley of the Tire Carver world, Tire Carver, with Timmy Lambert. <laughs> yeah, there's an intro. There's a, hey, man, <laughs> how's everything going in the tire carving world? In any case, Timmy Lammers with Tire Carver. So, Tire, what's up? Uh, Tim, have you seen all of the boys yet, or are you still getting it one week at a time, or one episode per week? Um, oh, yeah, I have. I have, and it is what <laughs> incredibly insane series. Tom, we actually talked about this a couple weeks ago on the KQ Morning Show, Brian and I. Brian Zepp is a big fan, um, and I take oh, the it, Tyler, yeah, you are, yeah. too. Um, it is... It's more of a super villain series than it is a superhero series. The, it, the whole series is about this group of corporate uh, invented superheroes because they give them this, this special super serum. Um, and the public face is that they're good guys, but they're really bad guys. And there's a group called The Boys who are trying to expose all their dirty deeds. Um, and I have to say, this season is easily tire, easily the wildest yet. I agree. Uh, I'm up. I'm up to date on it, and it's like, boy, the next three ought to be real interesting with uh, how the last <laughs> couple have gone. So, what's it all about? Well, this season there, there's, there's a. They're trying to bring back a, a superhero from, or super, yeah, again, perceived superhero back um, from, I don't know, 30 years ago or so. He's presumed dead. Uh, spoiler, he's not. Anybody who knows the series aren't going to be upset by that revelation. Right. Um, because there is one uh, supervillain, superhero, supervillain, and there's my new puppy. 
Moo puppy. Puppy. I hear the puppy. Uh, and um, and and he's out of control, and he has the power to destroy everybody and everything. So are you they talking about the hero or the puppy to take him down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hero or the puppy? What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, the puppy's got the. He can bring down a podcast just with one bark. <laughs> one be bark, baby. So yeah, I mean it's 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 just one of those shows that it's so unique, so I, I don't know what you want to say. It. it one thing I mentioned on the KQ Morning Show, I, I can't believe that it even has a rating. I can't, as explicit as they are with the blood, guts, and gore, and sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I mean, everything, I can't believe if there were a rating system, this would be rated X. I mean, you couldn't believe how explicit this show is. Really? I know, it's crazy. I watched oh, yeah. a scene from uh, the original Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde movie back when it was called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's oh. pre code. And they had to cut these scenes out of the movie because they were so, you know, like scandalous and stuff. And so people who don't know what pre-code means is basically there was a time, I think before like 1940 or something like that, when there was no rating system for movies. You could put out whatever you wanted. Um, Eventually people got tired of that and they made the code, which said, you know, basically no porn and violence in movies. But this movie was pre-code and the scandalous scene was a woman removing her stockings. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, the, the Hayes Code, right? Is yes, that what exactly, it was? exactly, the Hayes Code. Yeah, this was a <laughs> yeah. Hayes Code violation that they had to cut out of the movie, literally just taking off her stockings. That's well, literally do it. all it is. And people are wondering why you see old shows like the Dick Van Dyke show where uh, Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke are sleeping in separate beds. Yeah, twin beds, you know? yep. That's I don't true. know. Yeah. What we've got now on TV is way worse than any pre-code movie. Well, the interesting thing is is that I found that even your basic cable, when basic cable was actually a thing, yeah. um, even though they were cable channels, they were still maybe self-censoring themselves. I, they, it just seems now with streaming, all bets are off. Well, well cable had the FCC regulations where you couldn't show certain things before a certain time. Mm. Uh, yeah, the FCC. See, I said didn't think the FCC you... governed them. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, yeah no, because they, uh, they the, yeah. had all those rules. Well, now the FCC clearly has nothing on on streaming. Well, you, because streaming yes. has everything. Well, YouTube has has pretty strict rules as well. In fact, they they, strict, they yeah. take down they take down videos of women shaving their armpits. Why? <laughs> Did you guys hear you that? see that anyway? Well, there's there, well apparently this this is a an interest. Of a certain of certain groups uh, in the Middle East, where where there's it's a bizarre kind of mm. a thing, but that is a, that's a very sensual or very uh, uh, evocative kind of thing to watch for them, and it's and it's uh, odd. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't make any sense. The censorship doesn't make any sense. Never has. Never will. Yeah. You know, well, why don't they a, just do the China thing and just well block it all together? Well, it's interesting. Yeah. There, there's there's other t- YouTube channels. Where women uh, are essentially nude by they were there modeling certain clothes that are uh-huh. just uh, you know just see through or just very sheer and they walk around just so but they're modeling clothes yet those things get through but if you shave your armpits it doesn't it's a bizarre know, it what a bizarre sense. weird deal it's true <laughs> did you guys hear about that police report this morning that we played no. Holy Hannah. I can't remember where it was, but it was audio. And this guy is talking to the press about the fact that somebody broke into his house while his wife was in the kitchen. And he heard the guy breaking in. And he says in the report, and I'm not kidding, this is on television. He says, yeah, so in any case, you know, uh, I heard my wife was out in the kitchen making something. And all of a sudden I heard this guy talking and I figured... You know, she didn't sound like she was too happy about it, so I figured the guy broke in. And I was whacking my meat. (laughs) He said that on television. Mm. I'm like, holy Christ, really? And the the, the audiences for TV right now is so non-existent that... They probably let it. Buy. They probably didn't care. They probably like, didn't because nobody ratings. wants it anymore. We could get ratings by having this on. Andy, would you see if you could find that whacking my meat? 
I don't really want to Google Apparently that. Apparently he shot the guy. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, he, go ahead and Google it, Andy. Let's go. Yeah. Get on your home computer. Something more to go on. I don't mess with your YouTube uh, algorithm. Oh, God. It's only it's about. Yeah, we'll be drawing that computer away. Yeah. Oh, do you not want to put it on there? I mean, I can try. Well, I don't want you to get uh, in deep trouble. <laughs> on an FBI list. Yeah, FBI list of pornographers. And yeah, no, I can't find anything. Okay, I don't know where it was from, but I'll... yeah, yeah, sure. You just didn't want to. Yeah, you didn't want to do it. Whacking my meat. I was whacking. My... And then he says, "What do you got?" And I get in the kitchen, and I'm still rock hard. I'm like, "What, what are you talking about?" Hmm. And what a nutcase that guy was. Just want to revisit the Catherine uh, father daughter on the computer? No, oh, yeah. yes, remember that guy. Was that 1992, Andy? <laughs> no, 92. We didn't have. I don't think we had internet until like 96? 90, probably 96. Yeah. So it was 96. So Alex would have been seven, seven or eight. Oh, so it's probably not like 98 then. 98, 99. Because I think she was 10. Well, we didn't have an internet capable home computer until probably. Well, it was Windows Me. So it would have been, yeah, probably 98, 99. 98, 99. Did you ever hear this one, Tyre? Which one is that? Well, uh, he's the one who brought it up. So With Catherine? I would yeah, assume. Oh, that's right. You're the one who just brought it up. I forgot about that. Say, yeah, for people that don't know, uh, Alex was 10 years old, and there was a father-daughter dance. Um and Catherine wanted to know, you know, how I should dress to do the father-daughter dance at her school. She's 10 years old, and she's going to do the father-daughter dance. So Catherine gets on the computer and puts in father-daughter videos. Not oh, a good no. idea. <laughs> I'm just here oh to gosh. tell you. I guess it was just nasty pornography. I, it was on there from day well, one. Well, that was or, back when the search engines didn't have any filters or anything. So, right. Yeah. Anything you put in there, you'd get back. Oh, my God. Yep. A little embarrassing, but other than that, you know what I'm saying. So, what else? Everything else good? Hey, you talk- I'm talking to everybody. Oh, okay. Tire, go ahead. Oh, I, I, just, I just put it in. Everything's good at our end. So. All right. Sounds good, Pally. Timmy, how about you? Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. I like I say. I. It's it's so nice. Like last night. Like I was saying. You know, going to a movie, one hundred percent BS free, and just leaving and feeling yeah. so good because that's kind of. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that's what movies are supposed to do? Just to entertain you. That would be not, good. And and not have you banging your head against the wall. You know, taking on all the world's problems and. You know, having somebody wag their finger at you yes, for two hours. Exactly. No, no, they just got to be fun nope, you're you know, right. and goofy. And and again, oh, I did find out, by the way, Taraji P. Henson is 52. So, oh, again, God. it goes to show you that us boomers, you know, Taraji included, uh, you know, we can all uh, just as capable of as entertaining as all those youngsters. That's for ones sure. out of, No, 51 would be early Gen X because that was 65 was the cutoff. So sorry, you can't claim her. Oh, <laughs> dang it. You just dang missed, it. though. You just missed. Just missed. That's it. But yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of fun, man. It, again, it's just a perfect movie. And that was the thing, Tom. Uh, Patty, at one point, she tapped my shoulder. She says, look over there. Look to the right. Here was a dad and his little kid. Oh, there and you go. And he was on, propped up on his seat. He had a smile that was so wide that you just, the whole time, what was I the mean, little kid doing? He was just watching the movie. He was just like, oh, my God. You could just tell he was having the time of his life watching this wonderful movie of these goofy little characters. You know, but that the whole thing is, is that, again, listing all the cast members and stuff, it's not like uh, this is a disconnect here where, oh, this is just a kid movie. No, 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 no. I mean, kids and adults equally can love this thing. That's what's so cool about it. There you have it. Works for me. All right, fellas, we'll try to behave the rest of the day if you possibly can. All righty. Uh, again, I'll, I'll review the Minions in full on Thursday. Um, so everybody else, that would be Mr. Ralph and Mr. Andy. Have a great week. Entire two. Entire two. Mr. Tire. Mr. Tire. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, right, fellas. Talk to you later. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Tyre Carver, we got Timmy Lammers, we got about two minutes left. What do you, anything you want to get into? We got Lauren Conlon coming up in the second hour. That should be good. The latest entertainment news. Uh, Lauren Conlon uh, does a, a podcast, matter of fact, in New York with w, uh, WABC Radio in New York as well. Cool. She'll be fun to talk to. She, she, yeah, she's uh, right out of the city, so she have, maybe she might have uh, play news or live uh, performance news. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. We'll see. Oh, that's we'll see. right. We got plays back again. Thank yeah, God. Th- yeah, that's all back, and yeah, everything's up and running again. Uh, you know, we're not we're not dying from this. The world's not ending it. Uh, you know, with some a- a- pandemic. Doc, I did see the first case of monkeypox in America now. Oh, uh, well, but 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 it also, if you're immunized for smallpox. You're and, you're and that's you and I. Really? You know, RH. Yeah, if, you, if you've had immunization for huh. smallpox, you don't get monkeypox. But that immunization was stopped ooh, a long time ago. Well, it's oh, it's maybe 30 years ago. Eradicated. Yeah. So, the, the, so I don't know if I, are, yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I'm. I don't think so. No, your age is not. How I about can the tell fact you that. they wanted to change the name of the pox because oh. the word monkey was in there? So sad. I mean, would you grow up for Christ's sake? Well, smallpox vaccine was stopped in 72. Really? 50 years ago. So, yeah, no, I do not have that. Yeah, you do not, you do not have that one. Yeah. But I've had chicken pox. The chicken pox. Well, it's not monkey pox. Monkey pox. Different pox, man. You mix, don't mix your pox metaphors. Well, you uh, do the old school thing. Go get cow pox. <laughs> cow pox. That was uh, the reason that the smallpox vaccine was invented was because people noticed that milkmaids who had a tendency to catch cow pox weren't getting as sick from smallpox. And they figured, okay, well, if you get cow pox, it must somehow make you more immune to smallpox. And that is how they invented vaccines. Uh, the root word Latin, uh, I think it's vaca, being cow. Huh. Vaca scene. Yep, exactly. I like it. I like it too. Well, technically, they shouldn't vaccine. be called vaccines. Only the, the first one should be called the vaccine. The rest should be called something else. Injection. Yeah, yeah. They should be called avians. Exactly. Because they're, but I want to make sure I don't forget the right derivative. I know it's Greek or Latin. Yeah, they should be from birds. A lot of it's from birds and eggs and stuff of, like yeah. that. Yes, stuff like that. Monkey box, man. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess when you had the immunization, that's kind of what you got. You got a single uh, cow pox. Yeah, you get I the kinda, one pox, you, your immune system can fight the other yeah. uh, similar pox. Yeah, that's the scar on your shoulder. And it never made much sense to me. Why didn't they do, do the scar, shave your head, and put it on your head so you never see it? Then why did uh, they do that? So you could see it to make sure you had been immunized. I, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Works for me. Weird, weird uh, lack of aesthetics years ago. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Second hour, Lauren Conlon will be with us. Uh, she'll she'll join us for the second part. So we're going to do a, a shorter first part and then a longer half hour segment with Lauren Conlon coming up next hour with the family on the Tom Bernard podcast.